Doug. Hey, Lindsay. How are you doing tonight? Oh, man. Well, now that the fall is like here and it's I'm here. noticing leaves changing and yes. the weather is colder and I can wear jeans and a sweatshirt. <laughs> not, life, not, well, maybe in a few days. I feel like it's been a heat wave a bit, but. <laughs> yeah, but life is good. It's happening. Like it's, it's, it's coming. Here. coming. It's yeah. So how about, how about you? How have you been? Good. Good. We had a nice weekend away. Um, it was very refreshing without children. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing great, but I'm excited for the conversation we're about to share with everybody. Um, we have Aubrey on to talk about homeschooling. <laughs> yeah. <Hot> Someone, <laughs> yeah, it is a hot topic right now. And I think it's been really interesting just watching the how this conversation has grown very quickly in, yeah. the, in just the last six months. And yeah. Yeah. So, and I know you're homeschooling. Um, yep. that's, so that's you. New. Yeah. So am I. <laughs> yep. Um, and there are quite a few others, uh, it, within renew and just even within our, our own neighborhood and our circles who have just decided that this year they were going to do something different. Yeah. So yeah. What, what has, what has the experience thus far been like for you? <laughs> it's been mostly good. I would say, mm. <laughs> um, you'll hear me talk about this in the interview, but yeah, it's, I, I love the freedom of it. And, um, I'm still trying to shake off some, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to call it, but like we've had to adjust our curriculum um, in a few different ways. Some we've had to jump forward, some we've had to jump back. Um, and I've kind of had to shake off the stigmas of of some of that. I feel like um, the pressure, like I have a friend who's first graders in a third grade reading level, and it's like you just constantly feel those pressures. But I'm working on shaking all that off and that there's no um, condemnation on whatever level curriculum you're on. And we're working our way through it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after an abbreviated uh kindergarten year for us. So I'm yeah. sure, you know, where she doesn't have or you know, she's just not at the end of a normal kindergarten. She didn't, you know, finish like everybody else did so, or yeah. like other years. So because it feels like kindergarten really ramps up towards the end. Yeah, I think I think it should have, and it didn't. So <laughs> yeah, you mean it didn't ramp up virtually and asynchronous no. learning at home? No, it's strange. It did for my kids. Right? No, I'm sure. <laughs> how are you guys doing with homeschooling? Yeah, I mean, I think having older kids is a totally different game. Right. Um, my both of my children, and I, I tell people this: I could not have done the homeschooling thing without the help of my my mother and mm -hmm. my mother-in-law. So, um, my my mother-in-law is doing all my kids' math, and so uh, which is just such a gift. She was a math teacher uh, for I guess thirty-seven years, thirty-eight years. That's amazing. So she, so she's awesome. So she's teaching Caleb geometry and Kylie is, Kylie's actually a really great math brain and she's, mm. she's working kind of like a pre-algebra thing with her. Um, and then, um, but my mother helped essentially, like I, I had all the curriculum shipped to her house <laughs> and she, she offered, she said, listen, if you want to do it, I will, I'll write out your kid's schedule for the whole year. Wow. And so it's been, yeah, I think that's the only way this would happen. Uh, and because they're older, because I essentially grade tests and yell at them and <laughs> that's, and pray with them. <laughs> That's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Um, so I am going to raise their taxes this year. Oh, good. Uh, good. We'd, we'd like to put in some things outside, uh, <laughs> like a shower. Um, 
But yeah, it's, I mean, it's been good too. Like uh, both my kids are playing sports within for North Penn right now. Like Kylie just started field hockey. So her and Savannah are on the team together, which is great. And then my son's playing, uh, they're doing like a fall across league through the high school too. So I'm grateful that they're still, they're still invested in some yeah. of the things. Um, but it's been, it's been nice. We've, we've Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, most weeks after school. So like usually at when I'm done work around five ish, uh, before dinner, we'll go shoot our bows for a half hour, 45 minutes. So that's been really fun to like have Caleb and Kylie and myself and just shooting, you know, at targets for, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes. It's it's just neat, neat seeing them like grow, um, and having some fun together. So yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been all right. We're making it so far. Yeah. So let's dive into our conversation with Aubrey. to have um, Aubrey here with us. Um, We're going to have a little conversation about homeschooling as it's something um, a bunch of us have dove into. I should probably know how to write that sentence better if I'm going to be homeschooling my children. (laughs) It's something where we are actively diving into. That makes more sense um, this year. Um, Aubrey is... um, she is our unofficial guru of homeschooling. We're lucky to have her here to pick her brain a little bit and learn about a little bit what she's learning about and um, how we can all learn together. We're thankful you're here, Aubrey. Why, thank you. And I am not a guru. <laughs> I said unofficial. <laughs> okay. okay. So Aubrey, Aubrey, one of the things that's been so great is you've been homeschooling for quite a few years. How did you get into it? Like, how did you come to that decision? Yeah. Well, I had a friend, um, her, her kids are now in high school, but I had a friend, um, and I watched her homeschool her kids and I had never even thought about it, never even considered, never crossed my mind, but to watch this friend do it and to see the way that her kids, um, yeah, that her kids learn her, the way her kids love the, mm-hmm. the whole person that the, that their, her kids are turning into and just the thought process that she has. Um, I was just so drawn, so attracted to that. Mm. Um, uh, Also, so then I just started reading a lot. My guru is Susan Weisbauer and she does classical education Mm. and reading some of the things that she wrote. It made sense for us, made sense for our family and it made sense for Callum. So that's how I, got involved in homeschool and just every year just did a little bit every year and so here we are Callum's in third grade so wow yes So, you know, there's, there's a lot of misconceptions about homeschooling, uh, or maybe even some stereotypes. And one of the greatest things, uh, I mean, I think Aubrey, you and I talked about this way back when the pandemic first started, it was like, who would have thought that all of the sudden these homeschool moms would be the gurus to help pull us through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right. Those crazy, crazy parents. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I joke. Well, I joke with Seth that I, um, 
I really want our son to be socially awkward and <laughs> I want him to be weird and I want to wear those, what do homeschool moms wear? Jumpers? Ah, <laughs> those are the reasons that I homeschool. Like long <laughs> denim, long denim skirts. Yes, exactly. That's it. That's why. No, <laughs> no, no, that's not, that's not it. What were you going to ask so, <laughs> no, yeah, I just I think that's great. I think it's a, it's important to point out that all you just hit all the stereotypes in like yes. one <laughs> yes. perfect perfect sentence. Uh it was grammatically correct. I'm sure <laughs> all the yeah. commas and periods are in the same space. Um but yeah, I mean, what what are some of, you know, for for some of the parents who've just started this journey, um what are some what are some bumps in the road to expect? Well, I think that one of the most difficult parts is your role is as teacher, mm. as parent, as disciplinarian. Um, so you have all those roles into one. And so sometimes, even though you often know what's best for your child, you often are jumping between those roles. Mm. And sometimes kids, they will... Um, they will be stubborn. <laughs> mm-hmm. And especially if you've had your kids in school and now all of a sudden they're not in school and you're their teacher, I think a lot of kids are going to be stubborn about that and um, not know how to respond or not respond very well to that. And so sometimes you have to think, okay, is this a... Okay, thinking of the whole child, right? I'm thinking of my son, his, the whole person, who he is. Academically, do I need to challenge him now? Or emotionally, does he need a break? Mm. Do, do Does he need, do I, I want to make sure he has grit, right? That's really important to me. But maybe it's pushing too much. Mm. And maybe it's more about what I want him to do as opposed to maybe then where he is developmentally. Mm. So. I think that's probably the biggest bump in the road for that. And then you jump back into mom role or um, disciplinary role or emotional stability role or so those things. I think that's a big um, obstacle. Well, Lindsay and Doug, what about you guys? Have you found that or maybe not? No, I think I've, I would, that was going to be one of my questions is how you jump back and forth between roles. Um, because I, I feel like we're str- struggling with that a little bit. Um, and Juniper knows how to push my buttons, certainly. So, <laughs> yes. and I, I find myself constantly ask, asking, like, would you act this way in class? Like if I, if I was your real teacher or, you know, something along those lines. And, and then it is that balance of like, if she gets really upset, then it's like, I have to help her calm down. And I'm not her teacher in that moment. I'm her parent. And yeah. like, it, it's just a, a tightrope walking act that I'm not sure I was prepared for. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. How could you be? For that? <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes for me, the relationship with my child is number one priority. Mm. And so um, it, when I am feeling upset because he will not finish his whatever, <laughs> mm. whatever the homework assignment or the class assignment is, for me, it's the relationship is more important. Yeah. I care more about that than the academics. 
because he he's going to get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not going to miss anything. Even if we took the whole year off, he's going to, he will get, he will get it. So I guess for me, I always have to think, okay, the relationship is the most important thing. And if, if he is out of control, as far as his mood, if he's upset, if he's frustrated, um, then the goal is to get him down mm. to where his brain can function a lot better and not right. in that emotional state. That, that is a little bit of, of uh, grace I needed to hear, I think. Like, I, and I, th- I mean, I, don't, I hope it's a good reminder for everybody, but the relationship with your child in this season is, is more important than making sure they, you know, can list the presidents or the state capitals or something. <laughs> we should actually see how many adults can list the presidents <laughs> and the state capitals in uh, just between the three of us. I wonder how far we get. No. Um, no, but you know, I, I think you're, you're definitely right. There, there is that moment where it feels like it's a, it's, it can be a very difficult balancing act where, you know, if, if, if one of my children were in school, the teacher would have a specific way to motivate them, uh, which is normally like, do your work, you're going to get in trouble. Where for me, it is just really interesting as the principal of my school and the disciplinarian <laughs> mostly. Um, it's, it, it can be, it, it, yeah, it really can be a challenge. I think in my, in the hardest days, it just, it feels like, um, I have the privilege of taking into consideration all of the other stuff that happened in the last 24 hours and why, why yes. this is happening. Like why my, yeah. my, my child is frustrated or. Aubrey, as a, a homeschooling parent, um, can you tell me what do you know about God that I don't know yet? Or what will I learn in this upcoming season? What will all of us learn <laughs> through homeschooling our children? Oh, that's a really, really good question. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, homeschooling is really hard. Mm. And two things. That's not what I wanted you to say. <laughs> Well, two, two things. One, homeschooling is really difficult. And one of the reasons is there's not a lot of um, affirmations. Mm. Um, when you, you know, when I work, I get a lot of affirmation. I get a lot of good job and I really appreciate your help and all that. Homeschooling, mm. you don't, there's nobody there to, you know, a lot. There's, there's no one there to do that. Kids aren't saying, thank you for teaching me today. Um, <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> so I think that could be difficult. I think another thing too, for me personally, is out of all decisions I've made in my life, homeschooling is the one that I feel the most vulnerable and the most mm. um, doubtful about. Mm. So that's why I say I'm not a guru <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, um, I probably question myself every week. And I suppose it's a little bit easier with the pandemic because I don't want my son in front of the screen all day. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, every year I, I probably go through every month thinking, okay, he's going to school next year. Mm. I can't do this. This isn't working. This isn't. So I probably go through that a lot, which I don't know if it is good or bad, Mm. (laughs) but but it, it, 
it is a way I suppose to rely on wisdom and prayer. And I don't mean that in a cliche way. I mean, I have to seek God Mm. for the decision on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So I think other decisions in my life, I, I take a while to process things, but once I come to a decision, I go with it. Mm -hmm. This one, I have never, um, I've never come to the, come to it and said, okay, this is the way I'm doing it. Mm. It's a weekly, monthly, um, yeah. Struggle, I guess. So I can feel that I didn't turn in my affidavit till super late because I was like, I'm keeping all the options open. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I wonder why that is. <laughs> it's a struggle. I mean, I I feel that too, but I do feel that like it is like you're saying it's that opportunity to really trust God in the whole process and that and really rely on him for that wisdom and uh constant direction instead of just being able to say, "Oh, I made a decision and it's done." It's a like a constant choosing um of leaning on him. Yes. Yep. And I think too. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Doug. Go for it. No, you go. You, we are interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, to, I was just thinking um, another reason I think that could be really beautiful for families during this year is the, the ability to create, um, number one, stop how the hectic, often mm. families have really hectic schedules. But to stop that hecticness, that's a word, and look around (laughs) and say, you know what? We do have more choices. We have more choices than we think we do. Mm. In a school setting, which I'm not against schools. I am, hear me say that. I am, I have nothing against schools. Um, But in that environment, you are, um, your schedule is based on the school day Mm. and the school year. And, um, now is a beautiful time as a homeschool family to say, okay, we can make our own choices. We can decide what we want to learn. We can decide what our days, what our weeks, what our year looks like. And so, for example, um, our family, my husband works best when we're low key. So we, Mm. we cannot have a frantic lifestyle. One, it's his personality and two, his autoimmune disorders. He just can't handle Mm. too much stress. And he really helps balance me because I like to be with people and I like to be the helper. And so for our family, we have, we can decide, you know what, we want a lower key, slower paced lifestyle, Mm. which is great for homeschooling. That might yeah. not be for every family, but we the um, texture of our family, the atmosphere that we have created um, works with homeschooling. And hmm. it leaves us, it leaves me so I can work in the evenings and it leaves, we don't have to worry about childcare and it leaves, mm-hmm. you know, Seth to be able to do math and different other subjects with, with Callum. Um, so it's a good it's a good way for our family to operate. You know, Aubrey, I think thinking through the rhythms of your family and how homeschooling really does almost bring about more choices. Um, I think that's one of the things that I've really appreciated about, 
about homeschooling is it really does feel like I have opportunity and a little more agency to decide what my kid's school day looks like. Um, and even just some of the flexibility. And, and I think even in that, I'd love to hear, you know, both Lindsay and Aubrey, like, what are some of the things that you're really loving about homeschooling? Yeah. Um, I enjoy, again, the flexibility. I enjoy seeing my son learn. I enjoy learning along with him. Um, and I also enjoy, again, the whole person of, of Callum, um, the kindness of not just being in a classroom of kids his own age. And it, we often define socialization as in a classroom of kids your own age. Mm. And my son gets to socialize with, we get to babysit. So we have little ones that we used to go to the nursing home. And so we see people of all ages, mm. we play kids of all ages. Um, we have a lot of opportunities, you know, our homeschool group through renew has been mm -hmm. wonderful. So our, our Jenny calls it the fun Fridays. I think that's <laughs> what she calls it. So fun days on Fridays, that's fun for the kids to get together and just play. I mm -hmm. think play free play is so important um, developmentally and so needed for kids. So that's what I enjoy. What about you, Lindsay? Yeah. Um, I think I've, I've, well, first of all, I enjoy that we can do crafts, arts and crafts whenever we want to. <laughs> and Juniper's very into that. So that's great. Um, yeah. And I've enjoyed, like, like you said, like, um, getting to see how smart she is when, you know, all the pegs are working in order, you know, all the cogs in the wheel, whatever, and it all comes together and you get to see what she knows and what she can do and how much she can read. And like, I, I think coming into this, I like we slacked off all summer because it was summer, but like <laughs> I didn't know how much she had actually learned in kindergarten. So that when it all comes together and I could see, I could see a few times so far um, what she's capable of. I think that's really cool and something I would have not known except for like an hour of homework every night, you know, had she gone off to first grade as planned. Um, so I think that is really cool. And yeah, the freedom to go on play dates or to, you know, do our read aloud time snuggled up on the couch under a blanket instead of sitting at a hard desk. You know, the freedom that's in it is something I, I really enjoy. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I think, I think so much of just even that thinking through that freedom. And again, I, I, what I appreciate is I, I have yet to meet the person who, um, at least at Renew, who is just completely against schooling. Um, and so it's one of those things where I, I've really appreciated the flexibility that I've watched families, you know, just pull up and figure, all right, we're just going to make this work. We've kind of looked at how this is happening, you know, how our kids did. And for our, and our story was um, my, my son really struggled with the online stuff. It just, it was hard for him to feel like he was present um, and Kylie's pretty easygoing. She probably would have done well with anything, but when, when we offered her the opportunity, she was like, yeah, and I want to do it forever. Cause it's awesome. Um, <laughs> but part of it is because like she's babysitting, you know, she's spending, and what, what I love is, is she's learning at home, but when she goes over to the Grarios once a week, like she's being discipled. And she's learning what it is to take care of, you know, three girls in Everest. And, <laughs> and I think, 
I, you know, and I, I just, I love that, you know, Caleb is having opportunities and some of it's cause he's older, but he's, you know, working for Jason, uh, Cortazzo once a week. Um, you know, the kids have come with me for stuff that I've had to get done for, for church. And it's just kind of neat having my like little helpers with me and, mm. um, not all the time. Sometimes it's a total pain in the butt and I wish they would go away, but, <laughs> and they probably wish the same thing about me. They're like, golly, dad. <laughs> like there's a helicopter parent, but not the weighted blanket parent. Like, alone. um, but yeah, yeah. Aubrey, like what, what are some, you know, you, you kind of alluded to, to some of the challenges and, and I'm, I want to word a question differently and, and you talked about it, but what are lies that parents mm. are tempted to believe when mm. it comes to homeschooling? I'll tell you the lies that I believe. Number one, that um, I am not smart enough. Mm. I was always, I have always been an average student. I worked hard, but I, um, I, there's a lot that I don't know. So I think that could be a lie that I know that's a lie that I have. Number two, I think socialization, we have glorified that word and um, associated that with um, learning and those two things can be very separate. No, 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 no. Um, so I know that that is a lie that I often think, it, I guess for me, because my son is an only child. And so the, the, the look I get when I say I'm homeschooling, oh, well, he's just at home then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that is, uh, oh, and then I start self-doubting that. Um, I don't know what else. I can't think of anything else. Those would be the two, two major ones. What about those are you? Big ones. Yeah, those. Yeah, they're big ones. <laughs> yeah, I I think for me it's like that. I'm going to screw my kids up this year. Mm. Um, that where huh. I'll I'll end up messing up their opportunities yes. later. Um, but yeah, I, I think on on rough days, I I do think that. Um, I think, yeah, but in, in terms of missing out, I mean, I don't, I, I, I feel like that, that I thought that was a lie that I would think that I would really be given into, like, I'm, I'm depriving my kids from something, right. but I feel like I've opened up wide. I, I feel like spaces have been wide open for them opposed to more narrow. And so that, mm. that, that feels pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I, um, fall into the trap of thinking I deserve more me time <laughs> or well, I don't know how to reframe that, but like I was expecting to have much more personal freedom yeah. um, this school year with Juniper in school and story starting preschool three mornings a week, I was going to have time to do things <laughs> for, for my own self. <laughs> and so um, when I get aggravated, I, you know, I've, I, um, come back to this place of like, well, I should have had free time and now I'm here stuck here teaching you. (laughs) And like, I almost take it out on Juniper, which is terrible, but, um, I have to keep coming back to the, like, I have, I have the flexibility to be able to do this, um, and kind of, you know, reframe that lie and that I deserve something when I'm really giving a gift to my family to be able to do this, or it is a gift to be able to do it. Uh Yeah. I think that's a big one, a big challenge for a lot of yeah. 
And it's something I think society puts on moms that like, you know, you, you struggle through until you get your kids in school and then you get your life back. And it's like, you never really get your life back. Like (laughs) you're always going to be a mom or a dad. (laughs) It's it's not how it works. (laughs) Yeah. And and I wonder too, Lindsay, like, I think you're on to a, to something that Jesus talked about, you know, like we don't really gain our life till we learn to lose it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And, and I wonder if, if, if in some ways what this year is for many people and what, what homeschooling is for many people is just that learning to die, um, Uh which really flies in the face of everything we see on any kind of social media outlet, uh, everything that we hear from, you know, the stories we we read or the blogs that we read. And, and in some ways it's almost like a very it almost reminds me of the work that I see when I read like, uh, St. Teresa of Avila or, um, you know, some of the, some of the Christian mystics, like some of the women and men Christian mystics. And they, you know, or you think about brother Lawrence talking about seeing God in the extremely ordinary Mm. and, and it's almost like it, it reminds me of this, this book that I I have called every moment holy. And it's just a book of prayers, but Mm prayers around changing diapers and Mm. prayers around driving to get groceries and prayers around making the bed in the morning and Mm. things like that. And I think it sounds really cool and holy, but I think when you see every moment holy, you also really see the humanness of it all. Yeah. It's not as sexy and glorified as we may, it it, it won't look good on an Instagram post, I guess. It's (laughs) like, it'll look super good on, you know, nowhere, but it, (laughs) is it's a discipleship thing. I think it's, I think, um, that dying to self and, um, like we're not going to look like the culture wants us to look and we can't expect our lives to look like the rest of culture. Um, and like uh, what Aubrey was saying earlier about, um, kind of getting away from the busyness of it all. I think like all of that is connected in that our lives can't and shouldn't and don't have to look like the rest of our culture. <laughs> mm. I think there's permission and freedom in that. Mm. Yeah. So Aubrey, taking this a completely separate direction, um, <laughs> you just fun, but you had like, first of all, thank you so much for sharing some of the stuff. And I have a feeling we're going to have you back on again, like halfway through uh, the, the year just to like talk. <laughs> yeah. Talk parents yeah. off the yeah. ledge and, you know, help us regain our stupid. Be prepared for January, February, where you, where you <laughs> oh, no. know, every day is, <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> but that's why we have each other. I mean, honestly, yes. that's why we have support for each other. And you give grace to say, you know what? Today, we're not doing it. Today, we're having a fun day. Yeah. And Aubrey, I just want to affirm you too. Like, thank you so much for being the parent who's been doing this for all these years, you and, you know, like I think of Rachel Frederick and a few others who've just been doing this faithfully. And, and as others have made a decision to jump in, you all have just welcomed with such open arms and just been excited about being a helper and seeing others succeed. Um, I have a bit of an, I told you so streak in me, um, probably no one else, but I feel like I've just really appreciated the way you and others who have been doing this have just been so accessible. Um, and yeah, so thank you. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. (laughs) 
Um, but taking this a completely different direction as we kind of wrap up this conversation, you had a pretty significant day on Sunday. Uh, we had our, or a few Sundays ago, we had a baptism and I just, you know, just wanted to hear what was going through your heart, your mind, your soul, as you had a chance to not only see someone in your house church baptized, but participate in the baptizing of that beautiful soul. I was really good for our house church. As you know, the people in our house church um, are may not fit in with other house church house churches, and yet um, may have limitations due to socioeconomic situations and lack of access to, say, a computer for Zoom, or may not know how to do that. So, um, but but our house church is a wonderful community. We check in on each other. We, we laugh a lot. Um, we enjoy spending time together and there has been a lot of challenges. So all of that to say, I think it was great that most people were able to be there Sunday morning and to, we, we, we know Stephen's story and, um, also his bravery and his transparency with him sharing his story. Mm. Um, he he has done a lot of healing. And I thought the mm. we had talked about what would be appropriate to say and not to say. And um, he, I think he, he shared his story in a very appropriate manner. And so um, it was a, it was a wonderful, wonderful morning for that. And as far as baptizing, I, Doug, you had asked me if I would baptize Stephen and um, the elders had had thought that would be a good idea. And I was honored beyond honored, um, selfishly, (laughs) very excited that you asked, very nervous. Um, but it's an honor to me that you trust me, that you respect, respect that as a female and also just as a lay person, um, and see how much Stephen has trusted me um, through our house church. So I still am, yeah, processing through that. So Mm. that's really awesome. Aubrey, we're, I know the whole renew community is super grateful for you and the way you've led, um, that house church. Um, I don't, what are you guys calling yourselves these days that you're not meeting at the boys and girls club? (laughs) Yeah, we're just, I guess just a community house church. I like that. I like that. The community yeah. has it. Yeah. So we're really thankful the way you've led them and the way you're um, uh, leading our, our homeschool crew in a way. <laughs> and we're just really grateful for your conversation tonight. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. And that conversation was so good. Yeah. Aubrey's one of those people you could talk to for hours. She just, she always has, um, she always has such thoughtful answers. Yes. I definitely found myself taking notes. I don't know if you could hear that or not, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, where's the paper? I need my pencil. (laughs) Well, at least you weren't taking it in crayons because (laughs) they're all in the classroom. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So as we wrap up, Doug, how are you seeing God in the in-between? 
Oh, that's always, I know this, I knew this question was coming and I was thinking about this. And I think honestly, Lindsay, it's been, it's been like a hard, it's just been a hard season. Like seven months has been tough. Yeah. Um, I, I think honestly, for me, it was at baptism. Mm. Uh, I noticed the, the priesthood of all believers. Mm. Um, and I think baptism is where that comes out the most, but noticing how, and this isn't like a, this isn't like a weird like, you know, false humility, but just like an honest gratefulness about, I could have disappeared and everything would have went on. Mm. And like the, like listening to the affirmation of people, and you know, every time we're at a baptism, but listening to the way that people affirm, speak into one another's lives, like Tina, Tina Weaver, um, just had one of the most inspiring, like Holy Spirit led, Mm. Um, uh, call to worships. And it's just, I mean, it was just beautiful, but seeing all the different faces and different people who were invested in the day, I think in some ways it was a bit of nostalgia of realizing Mm. like, I just miss that. I miss that about our gatherings. Like we're just so many voices and that happens in our zoom stuff and it happens in our house churches, which is great, but there's something really cool when everyone's together and, uh, and able to do that. So I I think I just noticed God in the way of how creative he is and how he uses this whole beautiful, messy family to yeah. do life together. So how about you, Lindsay? Yeah. So if you remember from our last episode, I talked about how I was hoping uh, for this fall to get back into the rhythm of being up early. Yeah. Um, don't, don't say that if you don't mean it is all I'm going to say. No, <laughs> the first day of fall, the first full day of fall. So the fall equinox was on the 22nd. Right. I wrote down in my journal at 5 a.m. on the 23rd when I was woken up. <laughs> wow. I think supernaturally woke up and was ready to go like awake, like not even like groggy. Like I sat in my kitchen, I journaled for a while and I was just like, well, this is exactly what I asked for and I got it. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, it was, um, yeah, it's, a, it's, uh, it's still like tender to talk about. So I'm not going to like, I don't want to dive into all of the Holy Spirit specifics of it all, but, um, you know, God, answered my prayer to get up early and have some that mm-hmm. time by myself, which I think um, is necessary in this season when I'm with my children all day, every day. Um, mm-hmm. I really do need that time, the quiet time to kind of settle before the day begins and not start the day in a frenetic place. Mm-hmm. So I am really thankful for that and seeing God every morning at 5 a.m. since then. So that's been great. <laughs> and I that's mean awesome. that with sincerity, like I'm not, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not mad about being up at 5 a.m. So don't hear that. <laughs> and I know you're not. That's the best part. <laughs> Isn't that about weird? It. it sounds so it just sounds like I'm like making fun of myself, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, because most people are like, I was up at 5 a.m. today. Know, right? and like, I was up at 5 a.m. today. And I you're like, I she's psyched about it. <laughs> like, man, yeah. that must well, be God. <laughs> it must be God, right? Well, this is a great episode and we'll see everybody next time.